And once you get big to a certain point, you don't have to do anything. All these big ass major artists, trust me, bro, because I'm on that level from a producer standpoint. I don't make my own fucking beats. I don't, you know what I mean? I got producers to do that. Just like they don't write their own lyrics. They got art, they got songwriters to do that. You're just a brand, it's a business. You see what I'm saying? Like, motherfucking Steve Jobs ain't the one making the computers, selling them shits <laughs> at the Apple store. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kyle Beats podcast. Today on the podcast, we have my friend Taz. Taylor, if you don't know who Taz Taylor is, he is the CEO, creator of Internet Money, which I'm sure you guys have all heard of. Um, Taz is on this podcast before. He was on the podcast about 10 or 11 months ago. Since then, he has done many different things. We had a very good conversation. Um, and I was just, I feel like I was just picking his brain and just trying to, just asking him questions of things that I wanted to know. <laughs> and uh, this is a really great one. It's also the first podcast the start of the launch of this video podcast that i'm doing so just search kyle beats podcast on youtube and make sure you go subscribe there for those of you that like watching the video versions we were able to get my my camera recorded and taz's camera recorded uh so that was really dope and i'm putting this out at the same time but yeah let's get it so all these podcasts moving forward will be available both audio and visual so it's lit if you haven't checked out any of my kits and you want a discount code Use the code KB Podcast. That code is not expiring anytime soon. Um, you can get 20%, I think it's 20% off of any of my kits from my website, kylebeast.com slash kits. And uh, yeah, let's get it. Let's get into the this podcast with Taz Taylor right now in 321. Here we go. Welcome back to the Kyle Beats podcast, the first podcast that I'm using the video setup here. And the guest with me today, a re repeating guest, the one and only Taz Taylor. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? So a lot has happened since the last podcast we did. I actually just included it in the... Uh, best of the podcast so far episode that i did yeah um i included a couple like random parts of it and a lot of i realized that a lot you've you've done a lot since <laughs> in the past that that was what like 10 months ago and there's a lot of things that have happened in the last 10 months yeah um, was it 10 months ago it was like 10 months ago according to soundcloud yeah according to the soundcloud post yeah um it's crazy which is crazy yeah it's crazy how shit fucking i don't know Anyways, recently uh, you just moved to a new apartment. Yeah. You're kind of resetting right now. What's what's going on um, in your life? Internet money in your life. What's been happening recently? <sighs> Hold on, real quick. Can you hear them in the background? Um, barely. Not really. Hey, Karuki. Yo, can y'all be quiet right there? <laughs> <laughs> uh shit um so recently i just moved out the internet money mansion which i'm sure all your followers know about because you did like a video there and everything yeah um i moved downtown i'm across the street from the staples if i could turn this camera around and show you i would there's like some anime <laughs> anime expo going on right now and it's like the blocks flooded with like 
anime freaks like wearing like oh really attires yeah. and shit yeah it looks crazy um a crazy ass earthquake just happened like four minutes oh, ago. oh yeah right a fucking 6.6 6, yeah, whatever that means i don't even know what bro that means. i was literally just laying in bed and the whole like apartment started like shaking it was crazy is that your is that your first earthquake that's my first i guess I, I guess i'm like um a californian for real or whatever the fuck they call themselves <laughs> a los angelino <laughs> that was my first californian yeah i don't know that's but crazy. uh yeah so i moved out the house just because like i'm i have an office opening august 1st um mm-hmm. at soho house if you are like if you've been to la or new york you know you know about like soho house and all that shit um explain what is that so soho house is kind of like an industry thing like i guess it like has been made out of that it's like a place where like people go and like get drinks and like connect with like other people and shit like that like in the industry and shit like that but uh it's also they have like offices mm-hmm. and shit so like um i think like spotify used to be there so like yep. i'm getting like the old spotify office oh true and you setting up a studio there and stuff too no 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 studio is um gonna be in like little indonesia or some shit whatever the fuck they like the little areas called out here and it's crazy it's like a multi-million dollar studio Damn. That's because I'm doing like a JV pub venture with somebody. Um, and they're building a studio. So just a lot of shit going on. I feel like it was much easier. Me and Nick decided to just move into a crazy ass apartment downtown. Super nice. And this is kind of like where yeah. we're doing like day-to-day shit. Yeah, Nick finally made the move to LA, Nick huh? Nick finally <laughs> made the move. But he's not even here right now. He went back home. So like he'll be here for like really? uh, three weeks a month, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, tell me about the uh so you guys got that little Tekka song, right? What Ransom? Yeah. Yeah. We just did the uh the genius interview for that. It's oh pretty shit. Sick. Recorded it's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um How did that come about? How did little Tekka come into the scene? <laughs> I can't I can't take credit for Tekka. Like I can't take full credit for Tekka. Um Tekka was like yeah. doing his thing before like we even started working with him. Uh I wanted to sign Tekka, so, you know, I had my label deal with Alamo, and uh, I wanted to sign Tekka, and basically, like, I could have signed him and all that shit, we were figuring out, they said they wanted to do it, but the label I was at, like, who I was doing my JV through, didn't want me to sign him, wouldn't let me sign him. Yeah. So, early January, I'm already in, like, fuck it mode with, like, the label I'm, I'm doing this JV with and shit, and I decided, like... I just want to start working with artists and developing artists and, like, doing projects and all this shit. So I was already a fan of Tekka's music. So I just tell him, I told him, I hit him, I'm like, yo, I want to do a, I want to do an EP with Tekka. And he responded back, like, ASAP. And uh, he came out here, like, literally, like, three days later. And then just at the internet money mansion, we just did, like, <sighs> a full EP in, like, one day. So we did, like, six, seven songs and just Ransom happened to be one of them songs. Damn. You know, how long ago was it's this? Like, uh, this is January, so like, it's like Ian came along and all oh, this shit. other shit came along. Like, we just decided to just release single songs instead of like put out a project. Dope. Yeah. Dope. That's crazy. Um, what's like your main like focus right now? Like, what do you think your main like? Um. Because I feel like you've been killing it. What's like your main like source of just like what you're trying to do and just like your source of like income and like 
how do you how does that stuff like all work so i kind of talked about this last time i was on here pretty much just like i'm doing um i'm trying to be an executive i'm trying to be the best executive yeah. i don't really care about like making beats anymore uh because that's that's so low like lower level there's so many people just like man i just want this placement or i just want that placement i just want it once i work with this artist i'll get the respect i deserve or the notoriety or whatever and what people don't realize is like you could produce literally one of the biggest songs in the in the world and you still won't get that respect you deserve you know what yeah. i mean and you won't you <laughs> won't you won't have that respect until you either write the song like 400 percent produce the song write the song everything or you sign the artist and then you like it's your artist you know what i mean yeah you have to be a boss in other words to fucking yeah yeah, yeah. And like run the shit yourself it's just like you know you get a little you get a little bit of taste of something you're like damn like your whole life you just wanted this one thing you get a little bit of taste of it and you're like this ain't even what i wanted like this isn't yeah. even like you know what i mean it's just hard to even like explain but <laughs> for me pretty much i'm just income and everything we're about to do a, a major ass deal with weight supply um and it's going to be competing directly with splice in terms of like with the kit sales and everything like that yeah we're already generating over like seven figures a year yeah. off of like weight supply and like kits and all that shit um so just running that up that's pretty big me developing artists and you know doing everything like that there's a lot of money in that. It's really big because I'm executive producing everything. And then, you know, producing as opposed to executive producing, there's just, it's more beneficial and more monetary, like, gain in that than just, like, working on a beat and sending it. Like, you're helping write songs. You're helping yeah. structure projects. You're helping, like, yeah, yeah. every sonically aspect of, like, this artist you're in charge of. So. How do you think you figured out that you wanted to, like do that and go that route was it just from getting those placements and like seeing what goes on and being like i want to do that i mean i knew that from the jump because i was like talking to these yeah. big ass producers everybody idolized like this is the thing that people get fucked up like clout and like image and like all this shit that goes on on the internet like instagram and twitter and you see these producers who everybody knows their tags and shit but whenever you see whenever they see me it's a respect thing they already know like i'm doing way more than they're doing and that's not me being cocky it's just like a thing like i don't have to hold my nuts on people so it's just like they already know i'm already doing way more than what they're doing it's a respect thing and like i make more than them you know what i mean so all yeah. the time they're like damn taz like you're you're navigating this you're doing label deals you're doing all this like i'm just trying to get the biggest record out produced how do i how do i move over into that world it's like metro booming talking to like dr dre you know what i mean yeah just different levels of shit. Yeah, like how did you how did you learn how to maneuver through all that stuff? It's just, when just me, fucking. <laughs> with me, it's just I never I never got satisfied, bro. Like I've had big I've had big records. I got like over like forty fucking plaques right now. I got twenty five in the mail yeah, yeah. still coming. So it's like <laughs> once you get all these plaques, once you get all these records, once you got his like these Billboard songs, once you like take these meetings with these labels and see the other aspect like. A&Rs and how to what it takes to break an artist. The high isn't chasing a big record anymore. The high is chasing the artist that you signed that is like touring, merchandising, fucking putting out records, just overall their brand. That's where the real money is in the music industry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like the high I'm chasing right now. I don't really give a fuck if we're part of the number one record 
I'm trying yeah. to, it's more like longevity than that. I'd much rather have an artist who signed to me who has millions and hundreds of millions of streams, not just be a part and own 3% one, royalty one rate. Record. Yeah, on like. But I feel like you see a lot of labels that just sign, that find a new artist, they sign them, blow them up fucking huge, and then like the next year they're they're gone or something like that. Or like well, see, all that, all that comes for foundation. Like the, uh, labels sign artists, and these artists don't have teams. They don't have people who's directing all their music, making sure everything's getting done and needs to be done. Like taking all the per- the pressure and stress in of like building and developing an artist. Yeah, that, that's like the shit that I got to take on every day. So like Ian Dior, for instance, like I'm the one in charge of Ian Dior putting out music. I'm the one in charge of like what songs that he's doing. Uh, yeah him having like a, a follow-up song or hits or making sure this shit's streaming well all that shit is my responsibility if whenever once an artist has to put that on their shoulders their plate put um like how they present themselves to the public through like instagram and like styling like all that shit how they dress how they look how they yeah, talk yeah, yeah. their image everything you kind of get lost in shit but if you have people who have specific roles and jobs to like do things so it just makes their job easier. That's how you build a career artist. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I feel it. So what, like, because he's signed, right? Ian Dior signed to? Ian Dior signed to 10K Projects, which is through, like, Elliot Grange, who's, yeah. like, the same the same uh, label as Trippy Red and 6ix9ine and Lil Nar and Kiera yeah, loved yeah. the 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 do rag chick who like dances on Instagram and <laughs> yeah all this shit. So so you're just you're executive producing all of his stuff. Yeah. Is that is that what is what's the difference between that and like managing someone? Managing someone is like you got to take much more. Like you got to handle touring, you got to handle merch, you got to handle. Uh, being a manager, bro, is to basically be a damn babysitter. You got to make sure yeah, your yeah. artist is like staying out of trouble. You got to make sure your artist is like not getting fucked up, not not being seen too much. You got to worry about paperwork. You got to worry about all that shit as opposed to me just stay, staying on like 100% the creative side and worrying about like songs and shit like that. Yeah. Which I, I'd think much rather it? prefer that as opposed to babysitting a fucking artist. Which I mean, I, I, yeah. don't get me wrong. I fucking babysit every artist I'm associated with. But yeah. Yeah. So do you, so do you like work do you get percentage of the record from that? Or like, how does that work when it comes to like, I get a bigger royalty percentage and all that than a normal producer. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I was confused whether it was like fees or percentage or, whatever. but like you got so much shit coming in. You're not even worried about that. That shit is like, you know, what's crazy is like, we sell beats for like 30, 40 grand a piece. Yeah. On the low side, 10, 15. Yeah. How do you work out? So, all right. So how would you work out some, some shit like that? Like, um if it really it really depends would you still send them like a whole like if the song if they put the song out and it pops off uh without them clearing it we're gonna tax the fuck out of them because they should have cleared it you know what i mean yeah other than if it's just like some shit they hit us beforehand and they get it at a normal price as everybody else prices different you know it's different per artist and everything like that like the type of artist the size of the artist their fan base how big they are everything they got going on i produced one of the biggest artists in the world and made 
$2,500 off of it. So it's like... <laughs> Classic. That's not shit. You know what I mean? Compared to like <laughs> when fucking Lucid Dreams and All Girls are the same, we taxed them 50, 50 grand for All Girls are the same because they put it out with Cole Bennett before. Uh, yeah. Before they even cleared it with us. And that's kind of what like helped cause like the Juice World Rift was like the fact that like we did tax them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's like a benefit for producers without lawyers or management or any team to be sending out beats or be sending out loops or anything like that? I mean, bro, it, it doesn't matter. Like the only thing that sucks is whenever you do that, if you don't have no manager, if you don't have no lawyer, if you don't have no situation, you don't understand how the industry works. You will get fucked. Everybody I know yeah. in this industry at some point, producers, artists, songwriters, whoever, like, it's just like a thing. Like, you know, you know how it feels to be fucked before. We've all been fucked on certain things. Some yeah. some L's are bigger than others, but we've all taken L's at some point. You know what I mean? Like, Nick. Nick's first L was the fucking, the lucid dream shit. Like, but that right there was, like, so big and so massive to the point where, like, he really had to hold that and, like, learn from that and look at it from a learning lesson as opposed to just, like, damn, this is an L. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, that's what makes the W's is the L's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what makes the wins. You can't you can't win without any losses. It's still lessons learned from them shits, bro. It's just like, you know, like, all right, well, next time I know not to do this. Like, one of my biggest losses was uh, Khalid's location. Like, I yeah, yeah, I, I, I did that. the midi or the midi with this dude. Uh, what's his fucking name? Is Chris something. I forgot, bro. It's been so long. He was a, he was a trained pianist <laughs> at Maryland. And me and him were working on songs for Trey Song's Trigger album. And we both, we worked on midis over Skype. His name was like Mr. Mac at the time. Oh, Christopher McClinney, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, what happened was fucking location came out. It was like 2 million views on like YouTube. And I'm like, all right, cool. These are one of the midis because me and him both sold midis and packs. He was like, if if I sell it in my pack and someone uses it, I'll, I'll cut you in on it. If you sell it and someone uses it, you cut me in. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what happened was is fucking you know i was talking with six cents and all them because six cents is the actual producer because some dude named biggie keys fucking used the midi and was just like oh this is mine and so i told six cents and i'm like no nah, that's mine and so he gave me the percent that biggie keys or whatever had and i was like all right and then come to find out my lawyer and manager because it was whatever. Like, I was still figuring out my percentage, so then I could bring Chris in and be like, look, this is the percent. We're splitting it, whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they kind of, long story short, they I kind of got a bunch of threats of, like, being blackballed and all that shit. This was, like, my first big major placement. I was still doing the Internet Money Tour when this shit was going on. I remember, yeah, like, I remember, I remember, like I remember when you were uh, talking about having, like, wisdom teeth. Like, I just got all four of my wisdom teeth removed same day. <laughs> and I'm in the car riding back to my mom's house. Um, and fucking, because I was still living at my mom's house when this shit come out. Um, and I got a FaceTime and it's one of the motherfuckers just like threatening me, bro. Like I work with so-and-so I work with, I work with this person. I work with that person. I'll blackball you. How dare you ask me for this percent? And I can't even respond, bro. Cause I'm literally like ripping like stitches out of my mouth, like bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was like the craziest shit. But like long story short, they went behind my back to the Chris dude, cut me out because he was a classically trained pianist. They just got a video of him playing the MIDI and like, Oh no, this is his. And then they, he signed to like, Khalid's manager or some shit and cut me out of it completely but I was just like from now I'm like damn this is a lesson learned you know what I mean yeah it's crazy shit dude like that's what I, I try to tell people that that because I get so many DMs of people just um, like a lot of DMs are like 
somebody took their beat or, or whatever and just downloaded it for free and they put out a song with it. And I think it's important just to, cause like a lot of times it's someone looking for like a $30 lease or something like that. So I just tell them like, dude, ask him for the lease or just fucking move on just cause it's like, um, I don't know. So it's, it's those little fucking losses that you have to just fucking learn from and just keep going forward and try to fix it and then just keep going forward. Yeah. But it's a it's a really tedious and long process because you know what I mean. Like looking back now, like the shit I just talked about with the Khalid, that was a matter of weeks and maybe even months. But I just summed it up in a matter of four minutes. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? it's crazy. And it's just like a bunch so, of waiting. You got lawyers, think, weekends, people th- ain't working, all this shit's just going on. You're just like wanting to kill yourself. It's the craziest yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm I'm always thinking about that shit when I'm thinking about because like these past two years taking care of my mom and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, doing all this shit, like, there's been some stressful fucking days the past couple of years. Or, I don't know, you're just, you're just freaking out because you're thinking about the future. You're thinking about, you're thinking about everything you're trying to do. Um, and it's so funny because I know I'm going to look back and just and just be like, oh, yeah, two years uh, where I was fucking taking care of my mom for, like, 30, 40 hours a week and then putting out videos every other day. Right. But in the in the moment when you're fucking stressing about it, it's just, like... It just seems like it feels like the whatever. biggest thing in the world. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, but it's <laughs> really t- like it's told in the story. In yeah, like two it's seconds. not really like that, that big of a deal in like terms of like aspects of your actual life. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Do you feel like you're never gonna be satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> that's so on the fucking nose. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's the reason why like this shit just keeps getting bigger than what it is, and everyone's yeah. just like, bro, like I didn't even think it was possible to do shit like that. Like I'm about to do a whole a JV pub venture where I'm signing producers to actual pub deals and like doing all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Like no one else is doing shit like this on an aspect of like actual producers. Like the biggest I've seen a producer get is like, they will be like an artist, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be like, like the Metro boom and shit, all that shit. But I'm, I don't care about that. I could do that if I wanted to. Like, I still like, there'll be a point where I want to start DJing and doing all that shit. Like with Nick and we'll do like an internet money DJ tandem or some shit. And like, get a residency yeah. at Vegas or some crazy shit. Like, it's getting yeah. to that point where we could do whatever the fuck we want to do. It's just about how we want to do it. Bro, I went and had meetings yesterday for fucking, for fucking my own, like, weed brand. Like, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing an internet money weed brand. Like, like CBD oil, all that shit. Investing. I take my CBDs. There you go. CBD like, just, just all that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Just, what made you want to start doing that? Bro, it's just you see the you see the money in it, you know what I mean? It's something yeah. cool like CBD oils. Popping you're in out. LA, you you hear everybody talking about the like the best weeds that's out and every shit. Like right now, it's like runs, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah, yeah, true. You just want to be a part of that shit. Like I always want to be like I see someone do something like damn, I could do that and do it so much bigger. So I just want to yeah. do it on a bigger scale, and I end up doing it. No, I feel you. But I'm but it's just like crazy thinking about shit at the point where like you meet with companies, and if anybody else wanted to go start like a weed company, that would make you pay like millions of dollars. Literally sitting there, literally told me, it was like, yeah, for someone to come in here and want to do what you're trying to do, it would have to, it, like, two, $2.5 million, some crazy shit. But they were like, because of the reach you have and the fact that you're talking to these artists and you're in with all these artists and you can, you know, get this shit pushed globally upon, I think we want to do a partnership with you so I don't have to pay anything. I just use my name. That's the craziest yeah, thing. Yeah, do you get do you get approached by a lot of, like, people, like, like outside of the music industry that are trying to, like, get these partnerships with all these artists or- yeah, not even you know like into the craziest music, thing but for just me? like the craziest wise. thing is like because I travel. The craziest thing is like running into like actual sports players. 
who like yeah. want to find their way in the music industry like yeah, nfl yeah, players yeah. nba players all that shit whatever like it's crazy um i'm saying like because for example you you guys have never done any kind of sponsor sponsored anything on youtube <laughs> yeah no you, you know what i'm saying like do you just you don't really fuck with any of that shit because i know there's probably tons of like i mean now with all the um just like leverage and industry shit and like connection to all these artists you're probably getting like bigger companies that aren't like plug plugging companies or shit like that like real companies that are hitting you up trying to like yeah yo can you get fucking well you know like Im- image line for- will never do some shit like that because they fucking juice right image line hates fucking internet money it's funny because uh we made them so much money. image line mafia <laughs> yeah they fucking hate all that shit but like there's companies that do it there's companies that try all that shit it's just like i won't do anything i won't put our stamp on anything until it's like it has to feel like it's from us if that makes sense yeah no no i, f- I feel you yeah there's so much um, shit i want to talk about that you would just be like what talk the about it <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i'm being real just like people don't even know that like this shit's possible i got to keep a lot of shit like pretty vague for the most part but just the fact that like i know that there's shit that if i just start like telling you about like talking about you'd be like what the fuck like i had no idea well i mean i i know now i i kind of like i don't know i have enough of fucking life experience to see a couple instagram stories and know that you're like doing bigger things now because you are you were already doing big things whether it was like the internet into um and then into the placements and then into the internet money label and into all that stuff um yeah yeah, i don't know (laughs) i I mean you can if you i would love for you to talk about something i gotta (laughs) i gotta nah i know i gotta fucking like tap dance around like certain shits because i am in like yeah lawsuits but yeah true um what do you what do you think is it that makes people like make someone like you just take the next step like you succeeded first selling beats on the internet no no you You know what's the craziest thing is the fucking fact that like people on internet money because like i always get like whenever i go back home to florida and i just feel fucking stuck but it's like a release from my head you know what i mean like i just like get get to get away from la and like all this shit going on, but I feel like I'm missing out on so much. Like, that's, like, when, like, my head starts working in the gears and everything, and, like, I'll be in the internet, like, group chat just spazzing, like, ideas when and all that shit. When you're in Florida, you're saying? Yeah, 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 and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feral Vice and, like, everybody be like, bro, what the fuck, like, <laughs> tactical tasks, like, planning and getting shit out, like, it's the craziest shit you'll ever see, and I don't even, like, know how to control it, but it's just, like, people just see like people on the team see it happen they're like okay so this is the move now this is what we're doing like i just have like so much knowledge and so much insight and like i know how to put shit together and make one plus one equal two in the terms of like how to make us money how to make us bigger you know what i mean or like what no, the next move you. is that like no one else is thinking or trying to do there's producers out there who are literally trying to copy what the fuck we do but they can't because they're not i'm i'm 30 steps ahead i'm 20 steps ahead and they're just like seeing what we do, like, oh, we could do that too. All right, cool. Yo, we're looking for artists over here, blah blah blah. And it's like, what? Okay, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's like the the second I stop doing that and like trying to like be the B version of someone else or something else, like that's when I started. I like when you just 
come up with your own ideas and just start doing original ass shit. Like that's the best way to succeed. And then when you succeed, you're the only one that's doing it like that. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, um, but yeah, I feel you like that. I feel like that's, I'm, my brain is just fucking constantly going with different ideas of what I fucking could do. Whether it's like companies or just like everything, just on the internet or whatever. I'm just constantly fucking thinking of the fucking next move. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, f- I feel like I see people that um, even in any kind of industry, really, like not just music, but you see people that like you f- you found them five years ago or whatever, three, four or five years ago. And then you look at them now and they're just doing the same thing that they were doing. You talking about like Instead Internet of- producers and shit? Yeah, that's one of them. And then, like, also just in... I just see it on the internet. It's just not, like, any kind of, like, industry. Like, even, like, fucking gamers and shit. Just, just like, doing the same shit. Bro, I've been... Like, i just been exposed recently to this, like, gaming world. It's insane. It is insane. Just because, like, you know, you know like, well, we're affiliated was, with, like, FaZe and all them now through, like, the Ian shit. Yeah, is that one of the things you can or can't talk about? <laughs> I mean, I can talk about whatever. If I can't, you'll you'll know. But... All right. Yeah, because I saw you with Face Face Banks. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. Super. Yeah, he's, from, super he's from Boston, right? He's from he, Boston. He's from. Um, he's from. Hey, where's the Red Sox hat? He's from Boston. Know. He's from. Uh, what the fuck is the place called? You know, it's on the tip of my tongue. He has a fucking tatted on his fucking hand. But really, he, he's from there. I'll take a look next time he's on. Yeah, fucking whatever. I see him on the video. Um, but yeah, he's cool. Everybody really fucks with Ian really heavy, and then it's yeah. just like. And turn like them fucking like whenever we were in like rolling loud they pulled up they came down there to miami it was just like funny as fuck like i don't know it's, it's just cool it's fun it's good we went to like a couple of like phase parties over yeah. to like the big ass house and everything yeah 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 i follow all that shit it's just like closely. a different world bro you know what i mean like the gaming space yeah yeah do you ever do you ever think about because didn't you say something about doing like internet money gaming something I, w- I wouldn't mind branching out into that in time but just right now bro like how busy shit is like i literally yeah no i feel you i, I don't have time to like juggle that shit if you got into the the weed thing the cbd thing like would would you have someone else kind of like be the head of that project type of thing uh i don't i don't think so i think i pretty much run it just because i know like what's what's the outcome from it you know what i mean like yeah. obviously things that like make more money or are bigger get pushed to the top as opposed to just passion projects. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's crazy though, my boy. You're missing out on a lot by not being over here. I know, dude. I'll be there one day. <laughs> yeah, like fucking like it's just like it's little funny shit. That it, this, it feels like fucking. It feels like we're literally like stuck in a fucking matrix at some points sometimes. You know what I mean? Like like last night, like Ian dropped this song with Trippy and we're in my fucking apartment and then just I look over and he's on FaceTime with Trippy and Trippy's like, Bro, this shit's hard. We're gonna go hard on the video, blah blah blah. I love you. And he was like, I love you too. And like they hung up and I'm like, What? What? Like, bro, like what? Like this is crazy. Like in a matter of four months, like this shit's gotten big as fuck. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. He's getting booked on like Rolling Loud and shit now. Like it's it's fucking major. It's massive. Yeah, his songs on like promoting sounds and shit, fucking yeah, kind of blew it's up. Going up, like bro, we'll be on Fairfax or Melrose, 
And, like, me and Ian and even Nick, like, it gets like this. Like, people want to, like, take pictures or, like, dap us up or some shit. Like, it's just. That's crazy. It's crazy. Every time we're out, it's just like, yo, Taz. Or, oh, my God, it's Ian. And, like, little kids will follow Ian around malls and wait for him to, like, turn around. And this is just, like, the craziest shit. Yeah, like, how did he get going? What was the first song that he put out that um, kind of got him? See, the thing is, like, February. So, listen. I'm in I'm in flux with this label I'm with. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm yeah. doing the um the Alamo and I'm on these shit. They wouldn't let me sign Tekka. I feel like I feel like I can't do anything. So I just start like, all right, cool. Well the same way we like blew juice up and like started producing all his shit. I just want to do that with other people because I can't technically sign them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just like I just want to help develop artists and work on all their music and whatever happens, happens, whatever. So uh, this kid comes out here, is Ian. And we just start running that shit the fuck up. February first was like his first day out here, and then it's just like he dropped Cutthroat, and then we just start dropping a new song every week, and then it just started getting crazy numbers because you know I was pushing it, Nick was pushing it, organically fucking because Nick was doing the shit on Twitch with like Ian's vocals and everything, uh, that got the attention of. Um, T-Watt, which is FaZe's, like, video editor or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, so they he showed it to Banks, and then Banks reached out to Ian. And then, like, he was just watching Nick's live stream? It was, like, crazy. It was, like, super random. I don't But it, I, now I see that all the time. Like, there would be people who would be, like, A&Rs, big-ass people at labels who, just, who just follow me and Nick. And, like, yeah, I seen you, like, mention this kid on your, stu- like, your story. Like, what's the deal with him i'm like bro this kid has no music out and like yeah so like what's the deal with him i'm like bro what it's like crazy but are there any good a and r's out there (laughs) there are good a and r's out here bro i feel like you know what it's crazy like uh i'm not i'm not gonna say that because that's just very like selfish and i don't want to get that coming across at any point um there are good a and r's out there there there's also bad A&Rs who just feel like because they schedule two, like a producer and an artist to get in a studio session, that like they A&R'd this record. And it's like the biggest disgusting thing I've ever fucking seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, well, I told fucking Nick Mirror and I told fucking Ian Dior to get in the studio. So <laughs> technically I A&R'd this record. Oh my God, this is crazy. And it's like, no. Is there, is there like any kind of benefit beside like, like they're on just like a salary or something, right? Like, yeah, what, salary. The like thing, the- you got to understand. You know what's wild, bro? So, like, I was going around with Ian on these meetings and shit, like, some of them, just, like, it's, like, people would ask, like, what's the deal with the music? And I would just, like, explain the deal, what's going on with the music, because I executive produce everything. And um, I would meet A&Rs at literally almost every label. It's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, how'd you start doing this? It's like, oh, yeah, uh, I DM Juice World on Twitter. And, like, that's, like, his whole story <laughs> of, like, how he got on. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you got on because you DM Juice World when he was, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's how A and R is like stick around in the industry. They kind of take credit for shit that they didn't really do. Like, I was first on him, or I'm I was the one behind that record, or I was the one behind this. And then labels would just be like, all right, cool, because they need hits and they need this, so they just feel like they're gonna trust people who are, who were behind big things. So they'll just give them jobs. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But there's there's like real A and R's out here, like fucking like. Orlando Wharton from fucking Atlantic. He's a real A&R. Like, he signed, like, PNB Rock. He signed A Boogie. He signed Kodak. He signed X. Like, he signed, like, all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, he would go in the studio. Like, a real A&R to me is someone who would, like, 
put them in with certain people's studio sessions with producers, figure out their type of sound, help with like the aesthetics, help with like all that shit. Be in the studio sessions with them, telling them what's fire, what's not fire whenever they're recording. You know what I mean? Like actual shit, not just like schedule a session and not ever show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's fire A&Rs out there though. There's a lot of shit ones for sure. <laughs> it's just like a, a big a big mix. Someone called me the best A&R in the world yesterday. A very big person in the music industry. I can't say who, but that was really? the craziest shit I've ever heard. That's dope. Yeah. And that's kind of like my goal right now, just because like, I want to bring back actual development. No one's really developing artists anymore. From like, I'm talking about to the way they look, to the shit they wear, to the shit they tweet, yeah. to the to the music they make, to every single aspect of an artist's career. I'm I'm behind a lot of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, just crazy it's crazy world. dude just thinking thinking back to the vlogs that i watched of you and to see where you're at now is pretty um just like to hear just to hear how you're talking and just so fluently just like you just know everything about it it seems like you just know everything about the whole fucking industry now and you know it's like crazy three, bro like three four years ago you were just just getting doing paypal and fucking yeah um which I, I if i didn't do that if i didn't do the 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 what I'm doing now is pretty much what I did on a bigger scale. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was developing brands. Like, I developed, like, the Brick Flair brand and all that shit. And, like, yeah. I sold it to Nick. Or I helped develop, like, Nick. Like, I built Nick up. I built Internet Money up. You know what I mean? So, it's just, like, the way I built Taz Taylor up is, like, the same thing I'm doing with these artists now. It's, like, yeah, if I didn't yeah, do yeah. that on a smaller scale, like, SoundClick and YouTube and Type Beats and Internet Money. And yeah, 100%. Brand, it's all stepping stone. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing here right now. The thing that kills 100%. me is there's people who don't understand how to build brands, and they just see me doing it, and they're like, oh, I could do it because Taz is doing it. But they don't understand, like, the lessons and the shit I had to go through to learn to get here right and now. And you just had the and you just had the foundation, not only, like, with all those skills and the brand and everything like that, but you were also able to make as a producer able to just make a good amount of money in your own money in your own way yeah so like i remember being on anything. the internet like remember bro like I, I used to sit back and think like wow i made a hundred thousand dollars in a year this is crazy like you know what i mean yeah it's like wow this is this is the type beat producer this is this is you know superstar oh this is whoever he makes a hundred thousand dollars a year this is oh my god what yeah that's like like what eighty eighty two hundred dollars a month or something like that bro i made fucking <laughs> like four hundred and like fifty thousand dollars like last week <laughs> like <laughs> literally in one day and i did nothing to do it it was like the craziest shit like it's just like i don't know bro. see like where where does that come from that like how did you do that how did you make that money in a, in a week i'm doing song deals i'm producing on the other side of like it all comes down to just executive producing, bro. Like once you yeah. can once you can build artists and develop and make songs and everything, labels will throw any dollar amount at you. Any dollar amount. Because it's, if crazy. they don't if they don't if they don't throw it at you, they gotta pay taxes on it. You know what I mean? So it's like why not yeah. spend this money and at least like take a shot as opposed to just like saving this money, waiting on a perfect thing that may never come and if you the year runs out and you don't spend any of that money, you gotta pay taxes on it. Yeah. Yeah. But me and MJ were sitting outside last night just, just talking. Because, like, MJ's he lives here. In, well, not here, but, like, in L.A. So he's yeah, been yeah. pulling I up, like. A podcast him yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been pulling up, like, every day just, like, working on shit. Just because, like, for the longest, I would tell MJ. me and Because, you know, me and MJ were, like, 
up here, like we were like Taz Taylor and MJ Nichols, like level. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then like, um, so there would be like egos getting in between this and everything. And I was just on this side, like MJ, bro, I promise you, bro, if you fucking just shut up and listen to me, what the fuck I'm trying to tell you, your life will change, like everything. And it was just a bunch of like, no, I built this on my own. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to go do whatever the fuck I want to do. Fuck you. Because he always felt like I was trying to like tell him what to do type shit. Yeah. But like over time, like he seen that like Taz was just trying to help me and trying to get me where I needed to be because he seen shit was changing on the internet and like you know what I mean? Like just all this shit. Like I was trying to take everybody to the next level. Like whenever like beat plug and all these people on internet money, the reason why we all fell out is because like I was like, All right, well y'all gotta sign to internet money because like we gotta take the shit to the next level. I'm trying to figure this shit out and they didn't want to sign because they didn't want to feel like they were signing under somebody. And the people yeah, who yeah, did yeah. was like Nick in side piece. And all these people who are just like really loyal since day one, you know what I mean? But me and MJ were outside last night. And he's just like talking. He's like, bro, like to see it from everything, like to see how far you come. He's like, Taz, I just want to tell you, like, I'm proud of you, bro. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm super weird with shit like that because I don't know how to take it. And I don't know. The, I don't know what's like the best thing to respond. So I'm just like, I appreciate it, bro. And he's like, no, like you got to understand, like I was there from I remember you living in your mom's house selling tight beats on the internet like doing all this to like having elijah my son and doing all this shit moving out still doing tight beats but like building internet money and the brand up and all that shit and he's like and to see where you are now isn't nobody else in the music industry doing what you're doing he's like it's the craziest shit and just to see it every day like it's the craziest thing to witness it's just like crazy to hear shit like that from people because i don't when i'm in the middle of shit and focusing on something like I always feel like I got so much more work to do and, like, so far to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't appreciate the moment. Yeah, and it's like, like, I use this shit all the time. I say this expression every time. Like, it's like being in the middle of a fucking hurricane. But, because, like, the eye is calm and shit. But outside that shit is crazy. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it feels. But sometimes when people say shit like that, like, for me to actually look back and think about, like, how far I have come to, like, being here right now. That shit, like, makes me tear the fuck up. That shit's crazy. Because I never even look at it like, I came from this point, and now I'm up here at this point. And I be, it's gotten out to the point where, like, you know, like, before, like, I would argue on Twitter to, like, give producers knowledge and give them insight and do all this shit. Yeah, yeah. And I finally, I I, I couldn't have really did that shit then because, um, I couldn't have did it then because I I didn't show enough on my end to be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Just listen. Yeah, to me. Just yeah. trust me. Whatever. But now, like, bro, like, Justin, Justin made it. Who has one of the biggest fucking records in L.A. or in the world with Suge, the baby, come out. And he's just like, bro, like, I want to do what you're doing, bro. Like, what you're doing, that shit's crazy. You know what I mean? Just shit like that. It's just people just it's finally taking notice of all this shit that I'm actually putting in. And I don't have to produce a record. To leave a, a a large impact on the music industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, very, still, like, man. humbled by it. And people get a lot of my shit fucked up a lot of time. They think that, like, I'm a cocky person or I flex on people or anything. Like, I wear the same hoodies every day. I can show you my closet right now. I have a million of the same clothes. I have all this shit. I'm, like, a very humble person. I talk my shit, of course, just like anybody in my position would. But, like, I, I'm always down to help whoever as long as they listen. That's pretty much it. And, like, the Ian Dior shit and the Poor Stacey shit and the Prada Baby shit and all this shit that's going on. Even the Tekka shit to a certain aspect. All this shit that's going on is just, like, proof of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. 
Speaking of being humble, uh, you just made your car pink. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it wasn't intentional. I promise. Um, fucking. What was it? What was the reason for that? So I seen Odell Beckham's car because I just bought this crazy ass car. Like, yeah, that car is sick. Dude. Yeah, the car is crazy. Pink. I didn't Thank even you know that. Yeah, thing. is were those black wheels stock? I was meaning to ask you that. Those wheels. That you it got was with not. It. It's like a. It's like a crazy package. Like the, yeah, yeah. the rims are like like thirty eight thousand dollars for like all four like some crazy <laughs> shit, so I'm just like all right cool whatever like he sold me on it. <clears throat> I actually did a crazy deal, and I went to the dealership with the people from the label the next day, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm buying this car, and like all right like you know you just got paid do your thing whatever I'm like all right cool so I bought it like it's like the craziest shit like a crazy twenty four hours. So I got rid of the G-Wagon. I bought that car. Um, and it was black. Like, it was black everything. <coughs> and I seen Odell Beckham's fucking, the Rolls Royce truck, or the Bentley truck, whatever the fuck he has. And, like, it's, like, orange. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I've actually never seen him. about to look it up. <coughs> so it's, like, orange. It's, like, a crazy color orange. So I literally told this rap guy, I was, like, yo, I want this same color orange on my car. And then come to find out, like, this is the same type of rap that Odell Beckham uses, like, a Japanese brand or some shit. And, like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not, like, covered on warranty or, like, what is it? Yeah. Like, it would take, like, weeks to get here type shit. So, mm-hmm. he's, like, what do you, what color do you want to do instead? And I'm, like, fuck, I don't know. So, he's sending me all these different options and Pharaoh Vice was just, like, go pink. And I'm, like, what? <laughs> so, he sent, me, he sent me a color. I'm, like, bro, this is kind of hard. So, I just haven't wrapped that shit pink. And it's kind of, like, bro, I can't not drive. Like, I'll be driving down Fairfax, and I'll get DMs from, like, a chick or, like, a kid or whatever, and they'll just be like, it's hard not to fucking see you driving down Fairfax. Like, everyone <laughs> sees my car, and they know it's my car. If I pull up at a red yeah. light, there's people walking in the crosswalk. They'll stop and, like, give me a thumbs up or an okay sign or some shit, and it'll be, like, the craziest shit. Like, it, it breaks next when I drive by people and that shit. Dude, I would hope so. That, that thing is yeah, as bright as they come. Yeah, it's fire. That's dope, though. What do you th- what do you think is next? What do you think is your next like thing? Are, are you gonna keep running up the numbers on just like the executive producing and all that stuff, or do you want to maybe work on like building other companies off of it? Or what do you think is next? So right now, what I'm doing is I did Internet Money, the label. I'm doing Internet Money, the publishing company. Uh, I'm doing Internet Money, a management company. What I want to start doing is I want to get, um, I want to find a purpose for the Internet Money YouTube channel. Like, you see the cold shit going off the Lyrical Lemonade, all that shit. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard not to be inspired by that. I'm like, want to throw your hat in the ring. So, literally, I um, I brought, like, two video guys out here, Karuki's, this shit with, like, you know, Tracy, all that shit, everything. Um, Karuki, I think, I feel like I've seen his stuff yeah you probably have yeah yeah, follow like every video guy for some reason yeah (laughs) um and we're just gonna be doing like a bunch of like video content with like ian and stacy and prada baby and whoever the fuck else i want to do them with like it has to be internet money produced only but we're gonna do it on the internet money channel and like turn that in like a lyrical lemonade type shit and then i want to do management i want to start management managing artists i'm gonna start managing actual producers and like doing all this shit and not even like assisting them get records assisting them to get to my point to where they can do the same thing for other producers you know what i mean yeah um what consists of a internet money publishing company 
What do you mean? How, what the, like, how the hell does that work? What do you, <laughs> like, what does that, what does that, what does that infrastructure look like? I can't even, like, tell you right now. Oh, really? Because we're finishing up the deal. I can't even I tell you. I just don't know shit. I don't, don't know, know shit don't know about, like, publishing, publishing companies. I know, I know what publishing is, but I don't know, like, what a publishing company looks like. Like, so to me, a publishing company is BMI like my, or some shit. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, or no, that's, like, uh, royalties. Yeah. Um, so like I come from, I signed to Mike Karen. I signed yeah. to Mike Karen August, August 31st, 2017. And he's one of like the biggest people in the music industry in terms of like yeah, yeah, I know. signing people and publishing and like doing all this shit, whatever. And like to come in and see like this person who signed you at this level, like you just want to be a producer. But Mike Karen was a producer. You know what I mean? Mike Karen was a songwriter. Mike Karen was all this. And he just got to this big ass point by signing artists doing a fucking APG publishing, like everything, publishing producers. And you just say, like, I want one. I want to do what he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's got to the point where, like, me and Mike, like, Mike would look down on me and, like, just treat me like a producer. But it's kind of got, like, eye to eye to where he's just, like, giving me helpful advice and tips and shit on, like, doing publishing and all these other d- different types of shit. It's a, it's a... I don't know. It's like a crazy dynamic to even think about. I would go into details on like the deals and the shit that's like yeah, happening, yeah. like what this what the splits is and everything. I literally cannot talk about that right now. Yeah, no, I would love to. Good. I'm just literally the publishing fucking... shit. It's just, yeah, publishing's like you know radio and all that shit. So like, yeah, if you're trying to sign producers for publishing, you go after big ass radio records and urban, big ass radio records and pop. And you find the producers who do that, you, and you, you know, you see what's good with them, all that shit, whatever. I wanted to sign Justin to a to a uh, a publishing deal, but my deal wasn't done in time to do it. I would have definitely threw a crazy ass bag of like a million plus, definitely for sure. To who? Justin made it. Oh yeah. Definitely would. I actually DM'd his his manager TP is my boy, and I was like, yo. I got a million plus right now for Justin on the publishing. What's up? I got a million plus. And it's just my deal wasn't done in time for them. They went and signed to Sony ATV instead. I was going to give him like his own label and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just super interesting because like there's so many different aspects of like all all the music shit, like industry, internet, everything that just like you have, you can't really learn it anyway, anywhere. Yeah. Just you like, just got to, the, the only way to learn it, bro, to be honest with you, is just to experience it. it. Yeah, like, you're going to get fucked at first, but that's your way into the <laughs> industry. Like, everybody has to get fucked at some point. That's how you learn. Yeah. Um, And there's going to be fucking people out there that's like, no, there's good people in the music industry. You only, like, you know what I mean? Like, but you just don't know. It's not because you're getting fucked. It's like, it's a, it's a process. But it's just like, that's just a part of the game. You just got to understand it to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so many just different aspects. Yeah, the music industry shit is. What What are you doing? What's your plan? Let's talk about you for a second. What's your whole goal? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I I think right now, what I'm working on, I think there's like an asterisk next to everything, just because I'm here. So, uh, in like December of last year, so the end of last year. My mom got a seizure and then she ended up breaking her leg. So mm-hmm. we had to that because because she, her leg was broken and she got a seizure. She was in the hospital for like a month, which was tough in December. I didn't I post like two videos all month. 
And she then good I'm either now? move. Yeah, she's good now. Um, legs better. She's walking again. It's good. But um, we moved to a house somewhere else, like the town over from where we were at, outside of Boston. And mm-hmm. um, we, she has like a, she has like a, what's it called? Fucking, she has like an in-law little thing on the bottom of the house. So me and my sister and her boyfriend, we rent out this house. Um, it's like a nice big house. So my sister has her own floor. I have, I have like the upstairs and my mom has like the, the downstairs. Mm-hmm. So it's all one floor. So when she was in wheelchair, anyways, she was able to. So I'm living in Quincy right now in in massachusetts outside of boston okay and i'm just working just fucking putting out these videos like i think i have a passion for videos and just kind of like telling my story that way like yeah do you feel like like, do you feel like you're like losing your like desire to produce as much as like you just want to like do the video aspect of shit nah because i love like i think the music is the number one thing for me it's like the glue like, that keeps everything together. Yeah, because like I, I've done videos before and right. like you get sick of it eventually. Like the thing that kept me coming back was like making beats and I've been making songs too. I've been working on making my own songs and shit like that um, and just putting those out. I have a music video I want to put out too. So for most of you, where does, where does like most of your revenue come from? Right now, the past like six months, kits, sponsorships, YouTube videos. Kits is definitely number one. Yeah. Um, Because I just slowed down on the beats just because, like, I just stopped posting beats just because I was just like, all right, well, I'm making money off of other things. I can, with the brand, I, I just hit a 250,000 subscribers. I was like, with the brand that I've built, I don't really need to make $30 leases. I feel like it's a waste of my beats. Like, can I do something else with this? Um, and I've just been working on my own music slowly and just keeping the fucking uh content going just like i want a podcast i want a really dope vlog and just like build up the kyle beats brand with like music eventually going on a fucking tour or some shit like that right smart yeah i think that's just like and like it like i said it's just like i'm i'm still with my mom like 30 hours a week or something crazy like that so it does get difficult some some days i'm just like all right i need to just fucking get through this video and just get it out you know what i mean just like yeah. fucking trying to just keep it going bro, um, i couldn't imagine bro doing like the video grind and have to do all that shit I fucking kill myself it's a hustle i mean if i didn't put in if i didn't put in the work before this all this like learn how to edit videos and shit and like all i had to do was learn how to be on camera every day and now it's like it's like nothing. Like I'd be shivering right now with this camera pointing at me for this podcast, like <laughs> three, four, three, four years ago, because like I wouldn't know what the fuck to do, and like yeah. it's just experience just gets you. I understand. But yeah, I want to build that up and just fucking find ways to like turn this into something where it's not just in the producer niche, where it's something where it's um, just like I have my own songs and just build up my Spotify and build up the podcast and build up and just be like that all around fucking personal brand Kyle Beats that's smart though I like that my... yeah and then see where it goes from there I, like I have things I want to launch off Kyle Beats like I want to do a clothing line and shit and stuff like so that so is that going to be called Kyle Beats or you're going to like me yeah I'm just going to fucking be Kyle Beats <laughs> no I meant like I meant like um like the clothing, the clothing line? line yeah oh no 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 
I have like other ideas for fucking what I want to call it, but cool. Nothing's fucking final yet. So when you come back out here to LA, I don't know. That's a fucking great question. Man, it's, come, it sucks. Come kick it out here for a week. Just come kick it at a house. I feel you, but I don't have a week to kick it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like, you know, like shit going on with like your mom and shit. Yeah. Cause like, so it's like when my sister doesn't work. You know what I mean? I have so like she didn't work today or tomorrow and then saturday and sunday she's working so like from 2 30 to about 1 a.m uh-huh I'll, I'll be with my mom like taking care of her and shit um, um just because she needs like 24 7 yeah it's funny because the week i the six days that my sister wasn't working pretty much this this past year is when i came out there and <laughs> like fucking nobody was there it was just fair advice and fucking kudosh at the time <laughs> Yeah, Feral Vice is actually he's he's going he's going crazy right now. He's producing a lot of fire shit. Um, Really? Yeah, like he's probably he's probably the most improved person in that money in the past like month and a half. Like this shit's crazy. I mean, he was putting in work, dude. Like he was fucking making hella beats at the house when I was there. Like in between us filming (laughs) and shit. Yeah, nah, he's definitely been putting in the work. He's been doing his thing. Man, it's just. Kyle, bro, there's so much shit that I would love to just tell you about, <laughs> bro. Just because I want to, I want you to see like how possible this shit is, bro. Like even someone like you, like on this, on this level of like doing shit, like people don't even know it's real until like you see someone doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, I'm a, I'm a fucking dreamer, bro. Like that's, that's the way, I, that's the way I am. I feel like my people think I'm a very hard work, which is I've, I've definitely instilled hard work in me, and just like made it happen. Right. But like, I feel like my mind, I mentally just procrastinate a lot. I don't think it's it's the fact that I'm like constantly fucking thinking about the what if and like what it could be, and, and um, I'm consistently just daydreaming about that shit. So it's it, it just always brings me back because I'm not like, like consistently are you like wanting working. to like move out of Boston at some point? Yeah. So like, what's your huh. end goal? Like, you want to be like doing placements and all that shit, like. Or do you just not even, like, really I care? I don't even fucking care about that, honestly. Like, I've had opportunities to get little places and shit, but I don't know. Bro, you remind me of me before I found out about, like, the industry and, like, how big I could take this shit. I was literally just like, ah, oh, I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. And then I was so close to, like, the Juice World shit that, like, I seen it happen. And, yeah. Uh, that changed everything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just want to build build this shit up <laughs> and just like I've just seen what people do in like tons of different areas with just like content and just like the YouTube shit and the fucking and, the, and there's no one for me to really point at and say that's what I want to do mm-hmm. because there's no fucking producer that's doing what I want to do with just like like I want to fucking I don't know. I don't even know what to fucking call it. I'm trying to have like 2 million fucking subscribers, a crazy like daily vlog series that's like sick and epic and then just fucking have music that's got millions of plays and just go on tour and just make money, have a clothing brand and just live my life making millions of dollars a year. Yeah. But see, that's not going to happen because once you get the millions of dollars, <laughs> you're going to want tens of millions of dollars you're gonna want hundreds of millions of dollars yeah 
from Shit. someone who's on that side of shit now, I could literally tell you, like, it's an addiction. It's like a higher chasing. Nah, I mean, someone told me that when I was broke, and they were right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bro, once like, you hit it for a certain amount of money, you're just going to want more. Yeah, like, I remember making my first sale off of Beats. It was $250. I thought I was the richest person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I never in my life made money off of anything. Like, I, I dropped out of school in seventh grade. I never had a real job. You know what I mean? So, like, me selling my first, my first beat was like the craziest thing in my head and now i'm sitting here doing deals every day like five hundred thousand four hundred thousand four hundred fifty thousand three hundred thousand one hundred fifty thousand and that's making in a single day i'm just like bro this is crazy but there'll be days where like that's not happening and i'll be like bro i fell off <laughs> you know what i mean it's like <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah and i'm like i'm the same way bro it'll be so crazy i have i have one day where fucking like the fucking youtube stats go down or the fucking whatever fucking stat or money money thing goes down and i'm just like fuck you just have to fucking rebuttal and just come up with another thing yeah and just fuck come up with the next best thing i guess the best thing for me someone like my level doing the shit i'm doing is i don't i can't see my shit every day you know what i mean like there's no yeah, like youtube you algorithm chart i can yeah, look yeah, at yeah, like yeah. And also, like, even, like, when it comes to, like, money, like, I don't even, I don't even, I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I opened, opened my bank account to check how much I had. Because yeah, it's just, like, I, I just have business managers just handling my shit. And then if, like, I'm spending too much, so like, yo, you need to chill. You spent, like, fucking, like, my bills every month is, like, $45,000. Yeah. So it's, like, yo, you need to chill and blah, 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 whatever. And you know what's crazy? Like, actually talking to, like, banks at FaZe, like, I'm, I'm FaZe Banks in the music industry. Like, yeah. the way he, like, helped run phase and do all this shit, like, keep their whole team together and do everything like that and, like, makes the bigger plays and does all this, that's literally me. Yeah. So, when me and FaZe, like, Banks met up, we're like, it's like the Spider-Man meme, like, what the fuck? Like, bro, I see what you're doing and you see what I'm doing, blah, blah, This is, like, crazy. It's crazy shit, man. And we're gonna yeah, do a, I don't know. We're gonna do another podcast in ten more months, and it's gonna be, <laughs> and then I'll be out of these situations that I could talk about, and it's like you're gonna think that so much crazier shit has happened. What category is the situations in? Um, like right now, I'm trying to buy out of my my. Well, not trying. I'm right now. I'm buying out my Alamo deal. Yeah, just because like that was that's the internet money one, or do you still have a pub deal? Yeah, really I, have a, I have a pub deal with APG. Yeah. Which, I mean, I will probably never get out of my whole entire life. Like, because I will always... But like, that's unrelated to executive... Is that related to nah, executive No, none of them are all tied in. Like, I could go get a, a management. I could manage an artist. I could sign an artist. I can... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could go do an artist. Deal. I could go do a, a pub venture. I could go do all these different types of shit. There's no stopping on, like, the shit I can do. Um... I'll probably always be signed to APG from a pub deal standpoint, but I'm not complaining. You know what I mean? Like, um, the deal that I took on my pub deal, me and the team, we talked, bro, the other night whenever Nick was here and MJ was here and all this shit was going on, we literally had to talk about this at like six in the morning. We talked for like four hours. So from like 2 a.m. to like six in the morning. Um, and we were just like breaking everything down. Like, that was like the first, that was the sacrifice. Like, I sacrificed my pub deal off the rip to get the foot in the door for internet money to get in these sessions yeah. and like just like do all this shit you know what i mean 
feel you, dude. Yeah, doing that is kind of like um, what made everything kind of start impossible happen. So, I've no one's kind of did shit as quick as I've done it. Um, I did a pub deal August two thousand August thirty first two thousand seventeen. I got a label deal. I fucking I went from being a, a nobody producer in the industry to owning a fucking label in six months. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for people out there to think they're like, oh, that's normal. That's that's not normal by any fucking means. No. Um. So I ended up signing a deal that just like it's not what I wanted with Alamo. Like what I wanted to do is not what I'm doing. Um. I'm not gonna get into the little details of like why, but yeah, kind of it happens to do it just like I'm the big boss. I know I'm the fucking boss. I know what the fuck's going on, and I don't like people who have literally been been handed everything in their life try to tell me what the fuck to do because they feel like they know more than me when they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. One thing people don't know, bro, is like I'll smack the fuck out of these fucking A and R's. I'll smack the fuck out of these executives, <laughs> bro. Like I don't give a fuck. I've threatened to drive my G-Wagon through, like, motherfuckers' offices. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've threatened to slap, like, lawyers. Like, I've, I've literally, like, motherfuckers talk about, like, Suge Knight. Like, I am Suge Knight in this shit. Like, <laughs> me and Bird, how we moving this shit. Like, it's, like, real. It's, like, real shit. So, is, does your manager, like, he he's involved with, like, all the executive producing stuff, too? He's involved with everything? Uh, he just like manages what I got going on but like every day I talk to him he's like oh man what else you got going on I'll tell him he's like this shit's crazy and like well me and him will have like little times where we talk about shit and I'll be like it'll be like Chaz like you understand if you never beef with Ninth Wonder on Twitter and I never seen that shit we wouldn't be here right now like this is crazy that <laughs> all this stemmed from just you like saying fuck you to Ninth Wonder and Static Selector on Twitter you know what I mean like it's it's crazy shit to think about like everything had to happen to line up perfectly like that's why i feel like yeah, this is yeah. just like fake like it's like it's supposed to happen because how else does this happen i would have been blackballed already you know what i mean but like so much shit it's like i'm still here that's crazy yeah man for sure <laughs> it's a crazy thing it's a crazy world this industry's crazy it's like yeah. it's like you know what i literally said this shit to somebody i, I literally can't go back home to florida right now and it sucks because I'm, I'm sacrificing time with my son. I'm sacrificing time with all this shit. Like, my son just had to come out here because um, I just can't go home. It's like, you ever seen Inception? Yeah. So, you know, like, when they were, like, doing the dreams and shit, and they can make whatever they want in their world. Whenever they had to go back to reality. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. you can't. Like, it's like, you, you feel like you're missing out on so much. Why can't you go back just because just cause you want there's too much going on in LA. Yeah, there's too much going on. I got my hands in it. It's like here I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah, do you think that like do you enjoy that chaos though? I feel like that would be a really big problem for me. It's just like when you even when you said the I mean, maybe you'd adapt to it, but like even when you said the business manager thing and like all that stuff, I'm just so fucking like I just like do the main reason I do what I do is because of just like the freedom that comes with it like that was that was the way i was from the jump like with all this shit like i just wanted to make a business and have some sort of income so i could just live my life on my own terms and not get a fucking job like like every single other middle class person i grew up with 
they're yeah. just like they're all just working stupid jobs they hate in cubicles making fucking forty fifty thousand dollars a year just like okay so getting shit faced right those, now fourth of july <laughs> yeah those people who are in the cubicles whatever they're working for someone who is like me now you know what i mean like a ceo of a fucking company got all these different faucets and moving pieces and their job is to help keep shit in order so i don't have to worry about it i yeah, got a business true. manager i got assistants i got i just have interns i hired like doing all this shit i have producers who keep hits coming in the door i'm running the sessions like telling people what to do i got artists so you worry just about the higher level shit the shit you want to worry about exactly true listen bro if i really didn't give a fuck about this shit and i was only in this shit for a check or whatever i could go to fucking barbados or the bahamas or whatever and just chill bro and be good forever. let's do it <laughs> I, I promise you i could do that shit right now I, I could do whatever the fuck i wanted to do i could just not give a fuck right now but I'm in this shit every day, fucking knees to the dirt, hands down. I'm fucking grinding every day, bro, yeah. like working towards some crazier shit. And it's just like the thing that keeps me going is I like doing shit that no one else expects me to do and yeah. finding that high of shit. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. turned down I turned down a fucking TV deal. Who, who the fuck? I turned it down. I, who the fuck does that? <laughs> I do that. It's like some crazy shit, bro. Like this whole, the world right now is a crazy thing. I wish it's like, I wish everybody could see what the fuck I see and like what what goes on. Because then people have more respect for what I do. Like I still get my fair share of hate. There's people out here who fucking hate me. There's producers out here who think I fuck all my producers over and fucking fuck my artists over and do all this shit, whatever. But it's like, all that shit stems from jealousy, bro. I've seen artists who are literally getting ringed out from everything. They don't own anything of theirs, anything. I've seen every aspect of it. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually like developing and doing all this shit that no one else is doing. It's a crazy dynamic. Um, you see the Russ and Joe Budden interview that just happened? Yeah, I seen that shit. But how, see, how you, like Russ is like an Russ? anomaly. You know, what I mean, you can't sit there and be like, all artists need to own this and do all this shit and everything because like. It doesn't work like that, bro. Like, it, Russ can only speak like that because he did the unthinkable. That's just like me being selfish and sitting and talking about shit and talking about, like, producers are supposed to go do this. Not every producer can do what I do. Not every artist can go do what Russ did. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's plenty of artists who signed for 50000 in pocket. And that's how they got their way into the industry. They took that. They took a bad deal. Sometimes you got to take a bad deal. Sometimes you got to take a L to be able to go into the fucking club or walk them into the fucking party or be able to, you know what I mean? Like... That's just how it goes. Everyone's got their own route. Everybody has their own route. Everybody has their own path. The only thing that you can say is just like make it make it out there for people to understand that it's possible. But that's not an end all be all for every person. You know what I mean? And the thing that kills me with Russ is like everybody says it like Russ does this or Russ does that. Russ does that. So you feel like you got to write your own records. You feel like you got to produce your own records. You feel like you got to engineer yeah, your own yeah, fucking yeah. record. You, you don't. And a lot of no one does. Nobody in this music industry does. Everybody, every, and the whole well, thing also is like the, valid. The, the, the industry plant shit for other artists everywhere. Everyone's like, this kid's an industry player, this kid's an industry player, this kid's an industry player. People can't call Ian Dior an industry player. And the thing is, I'm involved in every situation, so I see like what artists are actually being like told what to do, being bought clothes, being bought all this shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, y'all are so focused on Ian when that shit's like the shit that happened was purely organic. Like the shit with FaZe was organic. The shit with Trippy was organic. The shit with all this shit was organic. He didn't sign a label and they said, here, do this. Like, they wanted to sign him because he blew himself up 
You know what I mean? Yeah. To they should be focusing on these people. They be riding their dick because they're cool. They're focused on Ian. Call him an industry plant when it's just like the kid's not even a fucking plant, bro. Like there's people out there like baby goth all that shit, whatever. That's plant. That's planted. All that shit's like whatever. This Ian shit is not whatsoever, bro. Yeah. What's the, what do you think the definition of an industry plant is? But the but this because everybody's an industry plant, bro. Easy E was a fucking industry plant if you think about it in terms of that shit. Like he didn't write his own records. He wasn't told what to do. Was he authentic and he lived that life? Yeah. But like Dr. Dre had to do line for line with Easy E. Ice Cube wrote his fucking records. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like they were telling him like if you do this or you talk about this or you act like this or you portray this thing, this is, will make you you'll be on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody in a certain aspect has had help from somebody. I remember there's fucking, bro, like, even, like, learning and, like, stealing people's shit or using shit, whatever. Like, there's videos of Kendrick literally looking up, like, how can I model myself after Eminem? Like, that's self-awareness and brand thinking, development. Like, all that shit. It's just not like, you wake up, I'm Kendrick Lamar. I'm this fucking nice-ass rapper. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of development that goes into an actual artist to get to that fucking level. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's true. Everybody in some in some aspect has had help. You have the fucking resources. You should. Yeah, bro. That's the reason why. That's the reason why the song, the 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 job title songwriter exists. That's the reason why the job title stylist exists. That's the reason why the job title fucking manager exists. A and R's exist. Like, if it was just all these artists just being fully like creative and all that shit, you know, I've dealt with this recently with an artist. So an artist literally feels like. Whatever these these other rappers tell them is what it is face value. So like they think that these artists are all like fully creatives and they do everything themselves and like you know what I mean. So whenever that I come in and I show them behind the fucking curtain and I'm like, look, none of these motherfucking artists do them shit themselves and they're having a hard time adjusting with it. You know what I mean? Because like they want to be so creative and they want to show how how artistic they are. But the music industry isn't about art. It's not art. I hate people who do like. This is art. Like, music's an art form. Yes, it's an art form, but this isn't art. This is the music business. No one's saying, like, this isn't the music hobby. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You just got to understand how it moves, bro. Like, I look at I look at, I look at, at the music industry like it's wrestling. Like, people who know wrestling know, like, Vince McMahon. Like, he developed, like, he helped develop Stone Cold. He helped develop Brett the Hitman Hart. He helped develop Shawn Michaels. Like, he told them how to look, how to act, their attire to wear, what what like their catchphrases should be they told the rock what to do to like you do you smell what the rock's cooking like all that shit they're like yo you should run with that that would be funny like people would attach to that that'd be great that's the music industry bro is there real shit going on inside of the music industry of course but a lot of this shit is just what it is and people need to just it, Instead of, like, it's like people who go watch wrestling, they know it's fake, bro. They know, like, they're not really hitting. But the thing that intrigues them is, like, the storylines and what's going on. You can enjoy the music and just know that, like, all this shit's manufactured. You don't have to look at it like, this artist really wrote this word. They invented a new word. They invented this beat. <laughs> like, what? Shut the fuck up. Like, it doesn't matter. All these artists that y'all love, there's, they have a team full of creative directors literally telling them what to say. Literally yeah. telling them what to do. Literally saying, hey, no one's wearing this brand in a while. You should do this. Hey, uh, you should do that. You should do this. It, it happens. So, industry plant is everybody. <laughs> in a way, bro. Like, it's real. Like, Yeah. No, I feel you. And once you get big to a certain point, you don't have to do anything. All these big-ass major artists, trust me, bro, because I'm on that level from a producer standpoint. I don't make my own fucking beats. 
I don't, you know what I mean? I got producers to do that. Just like they don't write their own lyrics. They got art, they got songwriters to do that. They don't, they don't pick out what they wear. They got designers to do that. They don't, they're not in charge of their art design. They got fucking, you know what I mean? Like creative teams and shit to do that. You're just a brand. It's a business. You see what I'm saying? Like motherfucking Steve Jobs ain't the one making the computers, selling them shits at the <laughs> Apple store. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think Russ just says that just as a way to like validate his. I feel like, like he just likes up. hearing himself talk. There's a lot of shit behind the scenes with Russ that you would just be like, all right, well, that's not organic. All right. Yeah. How'd you get one of the biggest booking agents? You know what I mean? Like, shit like this. You'd be like, that's not organic at all. No one could just walk into fucking Kara Lewis' office or whatever and be like, fucking, let's go. But it happens. I just feel like he just likes to hear himself talk. People just want to feel like they're better than other people or they like, they're more self aware or they're like, more authentic that's that's what people don't understand is like authenticity in this shit is rare and the people who are as close to authentic as possible are normally the ones that go up the quickest and best yeah but no one's authentic it's a crazy businessman what what advice would you give to someone that's trying to be top industry producer we'll say listening (laughs) to this right now and they're like man i want to (laughs) be i want to be fucking the hottest pro- i want to be tay keith producing hot all the hottest hits right now there's two different there's levels like tay keith metro boom and all that shit don't run yourself dry you know what i mean like don't don't make the same beats over and over find a way to stay hot you got to keep putting on new artists you got to keep doing this shit you know what i mean um i feel like what keeps internet money fresh as opposed to like i'm not gonna name no one else's name because i don't want to start up no beef but yeah. like other producers who are just like big names, but because they just stay on what's hot at the time, they don't develop new artists in order to stay hot. Continuously, you got to be the one running this hardest sound consistently. Like we did Juice World, we did E and Dior, we did Lil Tecca. We're doing, you know what I mean? Like we're running this shit as opposed to just like, yeah, we got on from doing Juice. Cool. We're going to go work with Future. Cool. We're going to, you know what I mean? Like we get those records anyways. But it's not like we're just trying to work with the hottest thing out. We're known for developing artists. We're known for breaking artists. And that's the reason why we'll be around longer. Because everybody's going to be looking to what we're doing next. As opposed to just like what we're doing now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You think it's more beneficial for someone coming up to like try to build with like an artist that doesn't have a name? Bro, that is the best way. And I know no one wants to hear that because they always want to look at like. Okay, so. Yes. So how much am I getting paid? What is going on with this? Can I want to be working with this artist? I want to be on this album. I want this plaque. You know what I mean? But all the plaques we got, a lot of the ones, bro, just from like midis or samples or loops. We wasn't really uh, affiliated with those, like building that. Yeah. The true. shit we're a part of building, we're just now getting plaques. Like Ransom's about to go gold. Like Juice World, all those plaques, that's from real hard work of Nick and DT and the team just like helping him find his sound and developing this shit and doing all that shit together. You know what I mean? So yeah. for being like an actual producer, there's levels to that shit. If you want to do that, don't run your don't run the well dry. You got to keep putting water in that motherfucker. And the water isn't by working with people who's established already. You're, they're going to come because they always want to. You got to understand there's two there's aspects. There's artists who's on already and they, they want to find that new hot sound or new hot song because they constantly need hits. And then there's artists who are always thinking forward and new because they don't have the looks of fucking the biggest artist in the game so they got to find ways to be creative to get seen and yeah as those artists get bigger the bigger artists who are already established who needs hits is going to keep plucking from them so they're going to keep taking producers they're going to keep taking all this shit. like you don't see take keep work a black boy no more you know what i mean 
yeah yeah like yeah. he went off and started working with travis he started working on it take he's my boy like i fuck with him like i respect everything he's doing but i'm just saying like you gotta understand that producers and the longevity of this is much more so the more you keep developing new artists and just keep showing it like here's an artist yeah, that now I you built. see that with artists that pop off and then they they pop off and have all these certain producers on it and then the next album it's just like the the classic producers that are hot right now yeah on the next album or whatever yep yeah, it's crazy. You guys got your hand in both sides right there. Developing then brand new artists and then fucking with the minis and the loops just getting these fucking hot records with like the popping artists already. Yeah, like I could like bro, we didn't know that we were on <laughs> Yeah, we we know. We know. We know that <laughs> we know that we were on Uzi's project cuz we were rolling loud in December me and Nick. And Uzi performed it. He performed the fucking uh the song and we didn't know what it was, but we stayed quiet about it. Cause, and we're smart. And we're like, okay. Well, he's Did you find out by hearing him perform the song? Yeah, we, we performed it at <laughs> Rolling Loud. That's the only reason why we knew. Uh, That's crazy. What's the, what's the producer's name? Fucking Working on Dying, use Nick's loop. So then yeah. like using that, me and Nick, Nick was like, should we say something? I'm like, no, let's not say anything. Because let's let them put this song out. And then we'll come like we produce this loop. This is our loop, as opposed to us tell them now and then be like, "All right, cool, fuck you." No, or they'll go change it. You know what I mean? So it's like we knew we just waited. So like we were just like, "Okay, this is cool. This is in the back pocket. This is fun." So just a little shit like we don't know when it's coming. You know what I'm saying? Do people just like think that? I I don't. I mean, I guess I guess people do get away with it, but like they don't think that they're gonna get away with it. It's just that they they don't know. You know what I mean? So they don't see the fact that like they're not royalty free. And that's not a bad thing. Like, people get caught up in this shit all the time. Like, I don't want to use loops. I don't want to use midis. I don't want to do this. That's like an artist saying, I don't want to use songwriters. Like, bruh, shut the fuck up. There's no rules of music. The minute you yeah. figure out there's no fucking rules of this shit is the minute you can start, like, breaking the rules of music. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's to say a song I mean, I can't think... be a minute long? Who's to say that there has to be 16 bar verses? Who's to say that uh, you can't put fucking double hooks? You know what I mean? Like, there's no rules to this. As long as it sounds no. good, sounds like it that's sounds good, yeah. all that matters. Like, people who, like, look at faders when they're mixing, like, oh, well, this says it's, like, plus 2 dB, so I got to bring it down. There's no rules. I always say that shit. Mix yeah, by ear. Don't shit. mix by looking at shit. It's the same way with music. There's no... Don't look at this, like, how long is this song? Who fucking cares? Is it... I'd rather a song be shorter because they makes motherfuckers want to keep running it back as opposed to just a yeah. song be four minutes and they feel like, ah, oh, no, that was enjoyable. What's this next? is a random question. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Does it matter on like streams if, say, a song was a minute long? Does it matter like the amount of minutes someone... I know like 30 seconds is when it counts as a listen or some shit like that. If if you had like a minute 30 song and you kept running it back, is that would that be twice as good as a three-minute song? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Damn. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, people do that. People is like, let's keep this shit short on purpose. But I don't, yeah. whenever I'm making music, I don't do that shit. Like, I just don't care. Like, I just make music. You think in five years we're going to have songs that are all 50 seconds long? <laughs> I don't think songs are going to get shorter. I think what it is right now is that we were, doing, we were doing like three, four minute long songs. Like, if you go look back at like, even like the, the Metro booming Young Thug fucking yeah. I forgot what it's called, but Metro Thuggin or whatever. That's the name of the song. Whatever. Uh, like, it's like a four-minute song, and there's, like, a breakdown with piano and all this shit. And it's just, like, we, yeah. we got to the point with, like, Travis Scott and all this shit where songs were so, like, structured out. And they would have, like, switches up and breakdowns and everything to where now people don't want to listen to all that, bro. They just want to turn up real quick and then keep it running back. Yeah. And keep it running back, keep it running back. But we're going to get back to that point where songs start getting structured out. I don't feel like it's going to get shorter. 
I feel no, like it's as yeah, short it's as it gets. It's just gonna, gonna go, go back, back to the forth. yeah. It's just gonna keep fluctuating. You know it's trends, I mean? dude. It's like phones get bigger and then they get smaller. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, man, fucking, we got eight minutes left on this little timer thing here. Rapid fire. Ask me whatever you want to ask me. I don't know, cause yeah, I don't know, we've never had a repeat guest. Let me think. <laughs> well, I'll answer anything. I'll I care. ask you pretty much everything. I I fucking wanted to know. Um, I don't know, man. What's your What's your opinion on the fucking come up of a producer right now? Like, like what are you like? Who? No, like of a producer. Like, there's so many people that follow me that are getting into beats, and starting to make beats, and just want to make. And the it's like the stepping stones of it all. You know what I mean? Because like that's just like so. I, it's like so like small to me because I see all the I see the bigger picture and shit. You know what I mean? I know. That's, yeah. I don't. I, I'm not talking you about even, you. I'm talking like about I just asked, like I'm talking about like in general like producer like to just I'm, talk about like producing shit like it's like you know. I feel like if I asked you a question about type beats, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like I feel like now you're so far past that. that I haven't you, sold you a beat even, since August thirty first, two thousand seventeen online yeah and people still ask me to this day like man when are you doing another video for the channel of like <laughs> how to right. sell beats online and i'm like bro like i went from making 30 dollars a day or a lease whatever to making hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars a day off of the industry like i could tell y'all some shit that would show y'all but he, i don't know bro it's like was it hard for you to like let go of the beat sales to try to do something bigger hell no nah. i couldn't now. wait bro because i knew i was good because we got like wave supply and all this shit you know what i mean yeah. like doing kits and all that definitely made it easier to just be like fuck this yeah. shit yeah we're good it wasn't hard for me because I, I didn't have a youtube channel i was just selling them on instagram yeah um making i ended up making like before the youtube channel i was making like a thousand bucks a week so but if i stopped dming people it was gone from instagram so it wasn't Sheesh. hard for me but I feel like well, there's people I've, who still like DM DM me and like email me and they're like, I got two grand right now. I'll buy this exclusive. I just ignore them, bro. Like that shit doesn't even phase me. Yeah, no, same. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like your time is better, well spent doing something else. Like I have fucking companies that are hitting me up or people hit me up for exclusives or whatever. But that time that you spend working on that could be time spent working on something else that's gonna reach a lot more fucking people and do a lot bigger things and for whatever. sure that's what i always think about yeah what the fuck is another like two grand gonna do if you um, yeah like i spent that at beverly center like an hour <laughs> you know what i mean like that shit yeah like i spent like thirty thousand dollars on artists like clothes like doing all this shit like that shit literally what do you does. think would be the most amount of money for you right now to to fucking make a song with someone someone was like i got this new artist We'll pay you this amount of money to just to just because help I know that we've literally built artists up to where they got millions and millions of dollars off of like their shit. Had yeah. to be a couple hundred grand easily because yeah. we can build every every faucet and aspect of their like career through internet money yeah. and just being a fill. There's people That's who've crazy. got multi million dollar deals just because they were looked at as like internet money's next artist. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to think I'll about like the, the power the power that we have is like astronomical but i don't i don't yeah. abuse it you know what i mean it's like if you abuse it it ain't gonna be around long so you just gotta know it makes to, like, sense though because i mean like for someone fucking listening to this right now that's negative 14 cents in their bank account they're like, yeah they're probably sitting there the saying fuck? like fuck you taz blah 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 no one wants to hear you talk about money all goddamn day shut the fuck up and go go lose no some it's weight, inspiring go do some shit, though dude shut the like, fuck up 
yeah, it's they, inspiring as fuck. That's the reason why I even fucking pursued it was seeing your PayPal statements. No, nah, I get that, like, but you gotta you gotta see like all the shit that I caused by doing that. I made I changed the game forever, and I kind of ruined the game because I oversaturated it and made everybody feel like they were gonna make a hundred thousand if they started selling tight beats. And that's the reason why like YouTube got is oversaturated it and all that shit. I was the first producer to actually show how much money he was fucking making. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I fucked the and game. Here we up. are. I ruined the game, but if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be here now. And the game wouldn't be as as big as it is. People wouldn't care about YouTube producers as much. Yeah, as they do. I mean, you may have ruined your game, the game that you were on, like the the, the YouTube type beat shit, and the. But I don't know. I feel like now there's a fucking like niche of fucking people that are constantly following producers. Yeah. That didn't exist before. Yeah. Or where it helps you build these artists because of that niche too. Of course. Because some of those people are producers. Yeah. It's just I see um, the bigger picture. People don't want to see the bigger picture yeah but yeah man fuck that was a fucking epic podcast yeah we gotta do the it first again. video podcast yeah we gotta do it again um fuck dude what's 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 on the horizon now for you what are you doing um now? i'm about to go cook some shit for fourth of july find me some baddies around Happy here because you know <laughs> we're single around here um do something who knows let's make get some, make some money coming on dude Yes, sir. Appreciate it. We'll have you back on. First video podcast of all time. Hey, man. Y'all shout out to fucking Kyle, man. This man Kyle out here doing the craziest shit with producers, like podcasts, all that shit. The best producer podcast out here. It makes me want to do podcasts. So shout out to my man. Yeah, I was going to ask you, bro. When's the fucking Internet Money podcast coming? I meant to ask you that. It's coming. I want to figure it out, though. You know what I mean? I don't want it to just be about, like, producers. I want to be, like, no jumper type shit. So I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Shout out to No Jumper. Adam's my fucking boy. That's my boy. Let's get it. We'll have you back on here when fucking you guys launch that. Yeah, let's go, let's go. And I'll be I'll be the first guest. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, I'm with it for real. But you gotta come out here and do it, though. Yeah. Yeah. True. Let's get it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll fucking look at my my fucking sister's schedule and see when the fuck I can. No, nah, I'm being for real. Like, come come out here, bro. Like, just come see this shit. It'll change your life. And if you if it, even if it's not what you want to do, like. It'll open up your perspective of like what's possible yeah. in the realm of producing. Well, next time, next time I come out there, we'll coordinate it so you're not. In I'll be here. <laughs> I can promise you, I'll be here. All right, word. All right, bro. All right, bro. All right, that was it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, make sure you go follow the podcast on YouTube. Uh, just search Kyle Beats Podcast. Hopefully, it comes up if I did a good enough job at that. Um, yeah make sure you go follow me on instagram make sure you go follow me everywhere stay up to date with what i'm doing and um that's it I've, there's too many places to tell you go follow now just i'm everywhere spotify for podcasts for music itunes for podcasts for music youtube for podcasts for vlogs for music i have everything everywhere <laughs> so just go follow me the links are below in this podcast description wherever you're listening to this and uh yeah thank you guys for the support podcast has been doing really well lately and uh it's just not really lately just it's just it's just grown a lot i've been doing this for a year and it's slowly slowly growing and uh yeah just keep telling your friends who like music or who want to get into producing or whatever it's gonna this podcast is gonna keep growing it's not just gonna be as niche as it is it's gonna have everything you guys could ever want as i continue to grow and um yeah thanks for listening until the next one see you guys later peace